It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It was really (laughs) quite pleasurable. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. High and deep to right center field. Going back is Mercado. Tracking of that ball's at the wall and gone. Garver with a home run. His 14th of the year. And the Twins now lead by two. The drive to right field. Hit deep to the gap. Kepler has done it again. His fourth home run in his last five at-bats against Trevor Bauer. A drive to right center field. He gives it a ride back again. Five home runs in his last five at-bats against Trevor Bauer. Unbelievable. (laughs) And it is three to nothing. Those hilarious Kepler bombas courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Lots to get to this afternoon, including Wolves head coach. Wolves head coach. Wolves. <laughs> I have to keep reminding Who's? myself. Wolves head coach. Ryan Saunders you know, joins us at 4:20. I called him Bucks head coach. I missed it. Judd was not here that day when we had Ryan Saunders on. I know. It seems like more fun though to say. Bucks head coach. I was thinking about every time I reset the interview, you know, like when it comes back around to me and I'm like, we're being joined by, I'll just pick a different team every right, time. Yeah. Like I'll say Celtics head coach, Ryan Saunders <laughs> joining us. Uh, maybe dip down into the college ranks. Virginia Tech head coach, Ryan Saunders That's joining us on Mackie and Judd with Rami. I'm sure he won't be insulted by that. No, not at least. all. No, not so. at all. So he'll join us at 420. I'll try not to screw it up. And at 5 o'clock, Jonathan has random questions to which he will arbitrarily and corrupt hand out points for based on uh, who kisses up to him best. It's cram session, and that's coming up at 5 o'clock. But we start off the afternoon talking about your Cleveland Indians, who took two of three. Excuse me, your Minnesota Twins, who took two Just of three. Just jinxed yourself, didn't you? From the Cleveland did. Indians. Yeah, they thought it was going to be the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Oh. No, it was the Twins taking two of three over the Cleveland Indians. And uh, we can all breathe a little easier now, right? For those of us who are starting to to get a little concerned, we can all breathe a little bit easier. Lead is six and a half, magic number yeah, sixty five. They, they did what they they did what they had to do. Go win two of three, put some distance between now, I will say this. When you had a chance to absolutely step on their windpipe, Jose Barrios is your best starting pitcher. I need a better outing than three runs in uh, the first five innings. Like I so I, I would this like a better Judd, outing. This is a very bad way to start. But but two of three is there was a range of, of of games ahead of Cleveland between two and a half and eight and a half that you could have had coming out of this weekend. So on the sliding scale of two and a half, if they would have swept you to eight and a half, you wind up with six and a half. So you wind up with a positive outcome. 
I Again, said, it's like a little bit of can I give you, can, I give, nice. can I give you the, the positive to that statement, though? To me, you, you won two or three. And on Sunday, Bieber was pitching fantastic, right? Until until the seventh, he's fantastic. And if you're the Twins, you're down three rip. It's a hot Sunday. It would have been very easy to be like, we're peacing out here. See you. Bye. And, and the to me, the one thing that, that we talked about a lot early on about this ball club that we haven't talked about enough of late, but I believe it to be incredibly true on Friday and then partially on Sunday is this, the resiliency here. The fact that you came back against their best pitcher and worked counts and worked really hard, and, and I know that May threw the cookie curveball uh, to Santana, which is too bad, but I think there's something to be taken from the fact that a lot of times when this team has been in positions where ordinarily you'd say this Twins team's done, that was nice and cute. They are a resilient bunch that that has an ability to take a punch, and I think that this becomes incredibly important in the playoffs. Can you take a punch and punch back? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring up. How a, about that for you? I love making Rocky references in my life and on uh, on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a moment, I think it's in Rocky Two, where 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 Apollo's <laughs> trainer tries to convince him, "Don't take the rematch. Like you won the first fight. You don't." Spoiler alert. Apollo won the first fight, and uh, and done. you don't need you don't need the rematch. <laughs> I'm and done with today's show. And he's explained to Apollo, you can't keep him down. The man keeps coming after you. You don't want anything to do with Rocky Balboa. He keeps coming after you. And what you're saying that this is, has not been the case with any Twins offense I can remember, where it's five nothing, it's three nothing, it's whatever it is. And they just keep coming after you. They draw walks. The Twins offense leading into the seventh inning, they were sitting beat up in the dugout in the corner, and they were like, Cut Cut me, me man. <laughs> just went That's out there. That's exactly what he said. Started swinging. Keep coming but you're after right. them. Mm-hmm. This is why, and I'm not saying that this would turn out perfect, but this is why when Twins fans say, and I get why they say it, you know, you're going to play the Yankees and lose because you always lose there. This is evidence of the fact they don't care about that. Like, it's easy to say that, and it's really simple to say, Nelson Cruz does not care. Well, then, I think the question comes back, why don't they care? Like, show me why. And that game, you're not into the Cleveland bullpen at that point. The guy's pitching incredibly well, and you just stay there. And you stay there. And you lost, but it's still a credit to you that it would have been really easy in the seventh to say, it's been a great series for us. We're done here. And they didn't. That, to me... Is a is a huge seismic shift in how we think about this baseball team. Yeah, uh, there are all kinds of little stories that pertain to the Twins here. We're we're just a little over two weeks to go until the trade deadline, and we already saw Andrew Kashner. We saw Homer Bailey on the move. So there, there's some pitcher moves happening now, and so the I would be are on, starting to turn. Yes, yeah. I think we should be on high alert anytime between right now and three o'clock Central Time on July 31st. But there's one pitcher I'm taking off the board at this point. And I know that he's trying to put a positive spin. Uh, no, it's just like I pitched three days in a row before the All-Star break. And this this inflammation's in a different part of my elbow than the... Like, Ken Giles <laughs> is off my board That's now. not comforting, by the way. <laughs> no, I've got now two I spots have inflammation with inflammation. I in two spots in my elbow. <laughs> right. Ken Giles is one of the best regular season relievers in the game many parts of the last three or four years. And on paper, Ken Giles would be an amazing addition to this bullpen. He'd be your best reliever right away. But the fact that he's now spent time on the shelf twice with inflammation in his pitching elbow, you can't take that risk. And I know you get him under contract for next year, too, 
but I can't take the risk. The next three months, I need someone who's for sure healthy right now. Otherwise, if that guy's elbow blows up in August and you had to give up two top prospects to get him, now you're screwed on two fronts. Okay, and I know Judd feels the same way because we talked about this a little bit on the Score North Twins show earlier today. So I want to present you with the same hypothetical I presented Judd and the same one I presented Derek, but I'm not going to put names on it because my hypothetical before was Stroman and Giles versus Bumgarner and Will Smith. Forget it. No names. You have offer A and you have offer B. And this is going off the Charlie Walters report today in the Pioneer Press that the Twins aren't interested in rentals. Reckless speculation. Rentals like Bumgarner and Will Smith. He says they'd be more interested in a Stroman or a Giles who are younger and have team control beyond uh, this coming year. So forget the names. Okay. I'm just going to tell you, you're, you, we've body swapped you with, with Derek Falvey. Oh, so I just lost like 20 pounds. You lost 20 pounds. You got a much better paying job. Yeah, it's great. Dude, the office is My luxurious. My neck beard is gone. You got a couch in the office. You got a mahogany desk. It's beautiful. You have bookshelves. They're leather-bound books. I, I say words like collaboration a couple times every single uh, paragraph I speak. You Culture a little, quite a bit. You yep. got a little bar yeah. in your office like any man of power would Whoa, have. Nice. A, little, a little brandy, maybe a little bourbon, scotch in there. I just hide the brown paper bag under my current desk. You guys haven't seen that. Right. But, yeah. But I don't blame you. That All that being said. I got no problem with that so far. You're fielding offers and maybe putting a few out there. And you have two concrete offers on the table, two teams ready to go, right? Reckless speculation. Team A has a starter and a reliever. Okay, I'm right this on the table for you, right? It's not that tough. It's not that hard. Okay. Both teams are offering you a starter and reliever. Okay. Offer A, you've gone through all your projections, all your analytics, and everything says that the players you're getting in offer A will help you more win a World Series this year. Okay. They they give you more of an edge this year. Then the guys you'll get in offer B, the guys in offer B will help you not as much, but you have team control beyond 2019. Am I guaranteed? What, Same price. What's the team control parameter for offer A? Um, not nothing. They're rentals. They're, they're just straight, straight rentals. They're straight rentals. It's San Francisco, like Bumgarner and Will Smith. Okay. So A is they help me this year, but they help then the relationship. This year. The relationship's over. Projections say they would help you more this year. How much more? This is what I asked too, and, and he gets sort of mad. He shook I mean, his head. That's an important I know. question. That's I what I said. Just, like, uh, that's what I told. The, him. I told Judd earlier. You're, you're Barry Sanders spinning your way out of the question. Just answer second. the damn I mean, question. I know that. Hold on a second. Okay, let's say. No, let me nitpick the question okay. for a second. How do you? <laughs> how do you come up with this hypothetical uh-huh. and then not account for the questions we're going to ask you? Oh, okay, hold on. If, one we're, second. if we're hypothetically yeah, yeah, yeah. trading All top right. prospects, okay. Let's. Uh, uh, I said the same thing. I'll use exactly. I'll use five thirty eight. I take this seriously. I so did I. Right now. Right now. 538 is giving the Twins an 8% chance of winning the World Series, right? How many other teams are above them? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five, or actually, no. One, two, three teams, and uh, the Braves are tied. Okay. Okay? You have the, uh, let's see, Dodgers, Yankees, Astros have a better chance of winning a World Series right now than the Twins. And then you're tied with the... Uh, with the Braves, like I said, for the fourth best chance at eight percent. Can I ask? Uh, as I, this is very important. I need to get these questions <laughs> mm-hmm. out. What is the top percent chance? Like, so Twins are eight percent. Like, what are the Yankees? The Yankees are eighteen. The top oh, is wow. uh, the Dodgers at twenty-three. Because Ast- they're just going to run through the National League. Astros have an eighteen percent chance. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's say trade A with again the guys who you don't have their rentals. They bump you up to like let's say thirteen percent, right? B, where you have contractual control, 
They're only bumping you up to like 10%. I take the contractual control. It's not enough of a gap. If you told me, this is why I ask these questions. If you told me that trade A gets me to like 25% and trade B gets me to like there's not a trade out there that's going to get but, you up to 25%. But that's why you need to account for team control. But my flaw with his question is is these two trades are probably not going to be even close. If I'm getting in terms I, of the price. If I'm getting if I'm getting two team control guys, they will they're going to start the conversation with at least one of my top two prospects. No question. If I'm getting two rentals, it's still going to be a steep price, but I I can get those players out of the conversation. If I'm getting two team control guys, Lewis or Kirloff are being traded, or the deal's dead. You know what's funny? I, I just I got an email from uh, a listener, uh, Danny Carlson, sent this in from the. Uh, actually, no, he sent me. I got to find this. He sent an exact trade scenario that was like Gratterall. I believe it was it was Ken Giles and Stroman. So let's put some names on this. Ken Giles and Stroman, but you'd be giving up Gratterall, who's your top pitching prospect. Wander Javier, who has been struggling this season in the minor leagues, but is like one of your top. And I'm trading him, no question asked. Yep. But the Giles elbow thing. Oh, I'm with you. No, I'm not going near Giles. I'm not going near a guy who on August 15th might grab his arm and be done. No, I'm not doing that. But to simplify this, like to go back to the question at hand here, if it's if if the rental players you get versus the team control players you get, if the gap in how much they help you this year is wide. Like, if if Bumgarner and Will Smith... What do I need to bump the gap up to for you to say, I'll take offer A? He wants you to take A. <laughs> you want me to give I you took percentages? A, and then he, yeah, what is he smiled Why can't I just happy? take no, 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 B? I'm, I'm just trying to gauge how much you value team control... <laughs> pushing your beliefs on me versus... This exercise had a goal, okay? You failed I can't it. push my beliefs on you because then I'll be asked to leave the country, but... <laughs> That that did happen, yeah. But I'm just trying to. Didn't see that coming. I'm just trying to gauge how much you value team control versus your chances of winning a World Series this year. How put, much put do I way. need to bump up the percent to make it worth more than that contractual control? So put it this way: if you were to run NBA percentages and NFL percentages, the fact that the best team in baseball by a mile, the 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 Dodgers are 30 games over 500 right now. The Dodgers have a double digit lead in their division. And they are going to walk through the National League regular season. Once you get to the postseason, weird things happen. It's baseball in a small sample size. But the best team in baseball, stacked from top to bottom with the best payroll, only has a 23% chance to win the World Series. That tells you that like when your Cubs traded for Araldus Chapman, it wasn't like they went from a 12% chance to win to a 70% chance to right. win. That's not what happens in baseball. Right. When the Golden State Warriors make the acquisition of Kevin Durant, they go from like 30% chance to win the championship to 95% chance to win the championship. Sure. You make the trade yeah. and plan the parade. Right. Make the trade, trade plan, plan the parade. parade. Make, make the trade, trade plan, plan the parade. parade. But you got to make the right trade here. That's true. And I'm not taking a guy with a bad elbow. No way. I'm it, with you on that. But but it, but let's even take Ken Giles out of the equation. If If I could get a little extra team control... And my chances of winning the World Series are maybe a little bit less, but it's like we're talking about ten percent, fifteen percent. It's not enough to say screw it. We're going all in for so this season. You, you should up- be mindful of future seasons, but don't be afraid to give up your top prospects 
in the right deal. I know it's impossible, but I need to get you up into Yankees territory with a trade for you to value the guy who's going to help you now versus the guy who you'll have contractual control over for years. To yes. Come. Okay. Yes. All right. But I'm up, for, I'm up for anything. That's crazy, but okay. I'll but trade there, Royce Lewis. I'll trade Royce but Lewis. There's, but there's no question that if you are going to trade for uh, two arms who have team control, you are going to have to give up one of your top two prospects for sure. No questions asked. Yeah. I mean, like, and I don't think they will. I'm not hunting to give up. I'm not like actively hoping to give up Royce Lewis in the next two weeks. But if if there was a needle-moving deal that put me at the top of that mix, sorry. Like, this is the year that you should be aggressive for, but don't don't ignore the fact that you'd have a window here that you can massage for four or five years. Be smart is all I'm saying. Be open to anything, but be smart. I do think good life advice, really. I do think you have to do something, though. Especially bullpen-wise. I think you have to do something, don't you? I, I don't think that there is any way. Rogers pitched two innings and got a save on Friday, and they were more than prepared to send him out there again for two on Saturday. And that that tells you, and I think that their mindset's probably right, but that also goes against what their what their ordinary mindset is to a point where I think you've got to get one more back of back end bullpen arm that you can completely trust. Yep, I need, I'll, and this team's too good not to do that. I'll stand by what I said last week too. They need for me to put them in legitimate, like they are a team on the same level as Houston, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. It's got to be two top end relievers and a starter. Because you got to keep in mind, we're comparing the twins to those rosters as constructed now, but mm-hmm. those teams are all going to make trades too. So whatever right. you, whatever you're comparing that baseline to, it's going to go up. The Astros are going to make a trade too. The Astros might land Bumgarner, in which case now you're comparing your team to the Astros with Bumgarner. Yes, you better add Stroman and two relievers to even have a puncher's chance going into the playoffs. So you got to be aggressive. Can you can you get those things without giving up Royce Lewis, Alex Kirloff, Bruce Dargratterall? The answer is probably no. By I mean, the way, hopefully yes, but probably not. So. Does that answer your question sufficiently? Kind of. No, he's not happy. He was looking for you to say uh, behind door A, man. No, I was looking. You let him down. I was looking. You were manipulating the question. You were manipulating that question from the moment that I got on the Twins Daily Show. You two manipulated the question. I had a question. You were not happy with me. I knew where you were going. You were leading the witness, and you did it. Derek, Manny, listeners, all answered. No problems. Not well. What am I? Well, how many percent? I'm taking your baseball degree. You're disbarred from baseball. You know what you should do? What should I do? You should go back to where you came from. (laughs) Milwaukee, I mean. (laughs) <laughs> Some guy tweeted me and said, "Sorry, I had my kid scream that out. You're out the window. I just meant go back to Chicago." <laughs> oh my god! Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North and the Score North mobile app. When we come back, we're going to grill Ryan Saunders about Twins trade scenarios, and we'll probably talk about the Wolves playing in the Summer League Championship tonight. Wolves and, coach uh, Ryan Saunders. Wolves coach Ryan. Saunders. We'll see. Right. Joins the show. When we come back here, let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company for a moment here, who has been uh, powering Mackie and Jeb with Rami for uh, quite a while. And if you're a business, you just want to make sure you got that peace of mind. You want to make sure that you have a great face-to-face relationship with your insurance company. And you want more than just the bare minimum. You treat your company and your employees like family. And so you want an insurance company that reciprocates the same and helps tremendously to have a company like Federated Insurance giving you that peace of mind as you navigate all the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience 
in making businesses as successful as they can be. As somebody who has run businesses myself in the past, I know what goes into it, the ups, the downs, the swings, both good and bad. You're grinding every day, solving problems. You want to partner with, uh, with an equal emotional investment. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your federated marketing rep. Ryan Saunders next. X Games Minneapolis returns to U.S. Bank Stadium August 1st through the 4th, featuring four days of the world's best action sports music and festival experience. Don't miss the greatest action sports athletes on the planet and musical performances from Incubus, POS, the Wu-Tang Clan, and more. Tickets and more information at xgames.com slash tickets. All right, thank you, Jonathan. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And uh, we figured we'd let Rami introduce Ryan Saunders so he can uh, <laughs> so he can make up for calling him the Bucks head coach last time he was on with us. So. He is the New York All right, here, here we go. Nope. <laughs> here we go. Come on, Rami. Come on, Rami. Joining you got this. Now, you got this, bro. Come on. Joining us now on Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North is New York Knicks. Damn it! No! No! No, he doesn't want that job. Minnesota Timberwolves. Milwaukee might not be a bad job. He doesn't want the Knicks job. Don't do that to him. Minnesota Timberwolves head coach, Ryan Saunders. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm 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 very happy to be the Minnesota Timberwolves head coach. You can just stick with that one. Okay, when are we we hanging the Naz Reed banner inside inside the... What's the Vegas arena called? Whatever the arena's called. When are we hanging the Naz Reed banner? I'm Thomas and Max Center. Yeah. Hey, I, we we gotta make sure and not put too much pressure on him right out right out the gates. You know, he just turned nineteen, but he's uh he's uh, he's at a heck of a summer league, and we're we're thrilled he's part of our program. I mean, I think everybody's everybody can see, um, you know, how he moves and just the things he can do, um, offensively and then you know defensively. He's got great hands and he, he's done a great job, um, anchoring our defense. Yeah, it's been it's been super fun to watch. I think we're obviously it's summer league, and there's a lot of players that aren't going to be in the regular rotation. But I think what fans and what we have noticed the most is just stylistically the energy, yeah. the spacing. I saw a shot chart someone tweeted out last night in which it was yeah, it was awesome, right? threes and paint and no, nothing <laughs> nothing between. Very much what you saw with the Rockets the last few years. So what can how much of a tie-in can we expect from what we're seeing in summer league to what you want to implement once we get to the actual uh, the big show? Yeah, well, we we spent a lot of time as the staff, and you know I'm, I feel really good about about our group. We have um, you know we got a really dynamic uh, coaching staff in terms of different um, ideas, you know, different backgrounds, and we spent a lot of time together, you know, putting and studying and, and putting forth what we think could be you know a good system for us to use dur- during the regular season. Um, you know, we understand that, you know, it is summer league and, and you have to uh, adopt your system to, you know, your players and your current roster. But we really like what we've seen. And obviously that, that shot chart that, um, you know, has been floating around, that, that's what we want to see. And we've taken steps to try to do that by putting, you know, uh, markers on the court in our practice facility on, on, you know, the good shots and the bad shots, shot value, um, things like that, just to more educate our, our group of uh, players. Is this the style of basketball you would have preferred your team play when you took over for Tom Thibodeau last year, but it's just too hard to implement mid-season? Or is this the influence of Garrison Rosas and and your your coaching staff, the new guys who you've added you know, to the coaching staff? It, it's 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 everybody. It's a collective collective group um, effort in Minnesota, and we uh, you know I, I don't say that lightly, and, and I don't mean that to be um, something that isn't you know that just words you know those are the actions and, and anybody who's around our facility can see that too we have a very collaborative environment um you know that being said i 
this is how I've always envisioned basketball being played in terms of um, you're moving towards this, you know, spacing-wise, um, where, where the shots are, are taken from. And um, it's, it's just very, very nice to, you know, obviously have um, somebody in Gerson who's lived this uh, with Houston um, supporting us. And then you got, you know, great basketball minds, um, Pablo, uh, Brian Gates, David Vanterpool, Kevin Burleson. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on with the group that we have hired. Um, we've done, we really tried to take time to get to know each other and get to know each other's philosophies. Hey, in, in 2019, is there such a thing as a good long two, or is that just a stupid shot across the board now, Ryan? I don't think you can ever call anything a stupid shot across the board. Um, I, I think it's because, hey, let's say, let's say it's late in the game and there's, you know, it's a tied game and you have the ball in your best player's hands and there's two seconds left and his best shot that he can get off is that long two, um, you know, that would definitely qualify as, uh, I guess, a good shot in that moment because, you know, the shot value doesn't necessarily matter because there isn't time left after the fact and you're getting the, if you're getting the last shot, um, you know, you have, you have opportunities to, uh, to, to, you know, have, take some long twos that might not, and in certain situations that aren't bad shots. Yeah. What has your, uh, your work and relationship with Gerson been like in the, in the first several weeks here? I mean, you guys have had to pack a lot into a short amount of time, but what, yeah. what is your working relationship like with him? Uh, it's been great. I mean, and, and, you know, I think people know that Gerson and I have had a relationship, um, you know, long before, you know, this, uh, you know, we're, we became, you know, partners, uh, in terms of work, uh, and we've spent a lot of time together. And, you know, I've, I, uh, I give my wife a lot of credit because I've, I've spent more time with Gerson in the last two weeks than I, I have with her. Um, so, so, uh, you know, we're learning, you know, communication styles, um, you know, just in terms of, you know, um, healthy debate, you know, with players and just everything. And it's been very collaborative and, and enjoyable. What was we're talking with Wolves head coach Ryan Saunders here? There it is. Way to go, Ryan. Way to go. You got his job right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Nice work. <laughs> what was the thinking behind uh, having Jared Culver, your first round pick, sit out the uh, the, yeah. the summer league, Ryan? Yeah, no, and it's if, if you can't tell, uh, collaboration is a big part of, of you know what our vision is for for this organization and especially basketball op, operations. And with that, you know, we obviously we talk with medical. Um, you know, front office and coaching staff, and we, we debated it and we, and we had the conversations. And, um, you know, you, we, Jared is such a big part of what we're going to be doing in the future, and we want to make sure we set him up for the best possible success. And that can, you know, that can mean a lot of things, um, you know, to people, where, whether it be medically, uh, we want to make sure his body his body's right and body's prepared for everything, but it can also mean mentally. And then, you know, just being in, uh, having not really known the the system and, and things like that, you know, you, you want to make sure you set set the kid up for uh, or, or the adult up for the best uh, best possible opportunity for success. Quick thought here, while while you're you're there and around the powers that be in this league, I would approach them and say, Have you ever thought about my team being in a, a division with, let's say, the Chicago Bulls and the Bucks, that team in the Eastern Conference? <laughs> I would petition. I would tell Glenn, Let's go to the NBA and let's get this puppy moved to the Eastern Conference as quickly as possible. Your thoughts? Hey, you know that that sounds good when when you say it out loud. Um, you know, it's uh, I'm a firm believer in the the you control what you can control. And, uh, you know, do we wish that, you know, the, the West wasn't uh, as, as tough as it is and that all these, you know, great players that were, were staying East, we, not coming West, 
yeah, but, you know, that's something we can't control. And uh, all we can focus on is, is our culture, our development, our philosophy, and uh, how we are with our players. And we're going to continue to work, work to um, build something special. Ryan, last time we had you on, we, we, we talked about the fan and talked about the fact that you, you grew up just a Minnesota sports fan like the rest of us. You just happen to have yeah. uh, some pretty good wits about you when it comes to the game of basketball. When NBA free agency and the trades that ensued is the chaos that it is, do you consume that any differently now that you're a coach versus when you're a fan? Because I know we as fans, it had our heads spinning in a good way. I enjoy that type of action, but it had our heads spinning. How do you consume that as a coach? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you do, you, you, uh, you know, you, you just try to try to take it. You know, I've talked a lot about day by day, um, but you, you just try to take it, you know, moment by moment with things, um, you know, and, and try to slow, slow, you know, <laughs> slow it down for lack of better terms, slow down your thinking um, with everything. But um, like you said, you know, I, I grew up a Minnesota sports fan. I mean, I'm hey, I. Some of my toughest, uh, you know, some of my toughest moments have been when I see, you know, either the Vikings, uh, you know, the Twins or, or, or the Wild, whoever. I mean, you know, I, I really do um, love Minnesota sports. And when I see, you know, tough losses or tough, uh, you know, eliminations from the playoffs or anything like that, you know, I, I feel it too. Hey, does uh, do you learn about NBA news from Adrian Wojnarowski like the rest of us do? Like, <laughs> like, like, do you have Woj bomb alerts set up, or how do you how do you learn about things? You know, I'm I'm not on any social media platform, so so nobody can be searching me. I'm not on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anything. But um, but I do see on Hoops Hype whenever whenever Woj uh, does tweet something, and um, he's actually uh, I was walking through the the um, the win the other day, and my mother came down here. And uh, and I saw her. Um, I saw her for dinner, and I saw Woj sitting sitting down there. And I I introduced uh, my mother to Woj, and I I introduced him as this is who knows everything that's happening in the NBA before we even do. <laughs> that's, good. that's a good way to do it. Hold on a second here. So you're you're t- telling me a young, intelligent guy like you does not have a Twitter burner account of some sort? I find that hard I don't to have believe. Hey, I don't have anything. Next time, you know what? Next time, I if I come in there for an in studio interview, I'll let you go through my phone, and and you're not going to be able to look at anything. But I'll let you, I'll let you see it. Doogie's running up there. up here right now. Doogie's trying to get in here right now. He thinks yeah. you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell Doogie to stay away right now. <laughs> uh, all right, so you got you're, you're wrapping up the Vegas trip here, and uh, and you guys play for the summer league championship tonight at eight o'clock. What is your give, give us a list of like because there's a lot of there's a lot of Vegas uh, travelers who probably listen to to us here. Give us like two or three of your favorite fun Vegas spots. Oh, my fun Vegas spots! I, Food, I anything, I had, anything. Had, yeah, okay. So, so I gotta say, there's a place in the wind called Red Eight. That's one of my favorite, um, you know, Asian uh, Chinese restaurants. Um, you know, I've ever been to. Yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite places to go. Um, I'm a big fan of, of a place called Soul Cycle that's in the wind, where it's a cycle. Um, it's like a cycle studio to music. And, uh, you know, I, I know those might not necessarily be fun you know, <laughs> spots that we're going to want to go to, but we actually took our whole coaching staff there. We did, uh, we did a, a group Soul Cycle at 8 a.m. before a game the other day. Um, you know, so we had, you know, and then the training staff as well. So we had about 15 guys in there. Um, you know, so it was a good bonding experience for us down here too. Okay, Jeb, what would it take for you to join all of us at Score North here on like a group exercise, a soul cycle, soul cycle or something? What exactly? Or like, like, what about like like hot yoga? Even just something? 
little team. I might die. I'm a hot yoga fan. I'm a hot yoga fan. <laughs> yeah, because you're in shape. <laughs> and you're young. How about, how about how about this? That'll be the trade off. I'll let you guys. I'll prove to you guys. I don't have any social media platforms on my on my phone. And after the fact, if, if you know the fact that I'm going to be right, and you guys, you know, will be wrong in that sense, that we'll go and we'll do a group workout class. So I'm, I'm, over that. I'm down. I'm in on this. I'm ready to go. I got to think about it a little bit. I have a, <laughs> I got to give this some thought, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, I, I got I got a Soul Cycle right across the street from my apartment building. I'm always looking for like new ways to exercise because I get bored and I hate exercise. Yeah. What would you say is the difficulty level of a a Soul Cycle compared to other workouts that you've done? You know, the difficulty level is, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough, but, uh, you know, it's all, I guess it's all about what you put into it. So, um, I'd like to think I try to put maximum effort into, into everything. Uh, but you know, you know, you're clipped in, so you might be able to coast a little bit on, on that bike. Judd just wants to know if he can put IPA in his Soul Cycle water bottle. Yeah, that'd be, I might have a fighting chance then. Surly. I've never seen so. I've never seen somebody take a sobriety test before going into Soul Cycle. So right, you point. might be okay. Okay, then awesome, I'm definitely man. in if that's the case, Ryan. Awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. Ryan Saunders, uh, coach of who now, Rami? The Minnesota Timberwolves. There we go. We got nice. it. Yes. All right. Hey, there we go. Right. Good luck in the summer league championship tonight, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Ryan. All right, Ryan Saunders, man, in Vegas. <laughs> he's been there. He's been there for like two weeks. You know what? You know a guy is dedicated to his craft when you when he's in Las Vegas, Nevada, and he can't find. He doesn't. He's not even looking for fun things yeah, to do. The second thing on his list of fun things to do is work out. <laughs> hey, it's a work trip, you guys. It's a work trip, okay? I mean, he and I have that in common, right? We're just always looking for some place to go and work. I think my Eastern Conference idea is really good, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean Milwaukee, yeah. Chicago. Sure. I'm putting you in a division that makes sense for you. Yeah, sure. If it was if it was a thing they could do, yeah, that would be great. I just would go behind the scenes to the league and say, like, have you ever thought about this? A conversation Danny uh, Cunningham and I had on Cluster Fund this morning, which you can watch at eleven on all our various social media platforms, was if they win a summer league championship, which they play for today, is there a parade? And how big a parade should it be? The Wolves actually tweeted something about, hey, let's get the construction cleared from Hennepin yeah, Avenue. They're that. right, by the way. It's ridiculous. That's like four years now, or three years. This it's is absurd. ridiculous. I know, yeah. I live right off. What is going Hennepin. on downtown? It's ridiculous. Is it as bad in Uptown, too, as yeah. it is downtown? Yeah. Every yeah. day there's lane closures. Downtown, is around Target Field, is just awful. It's aggressive. But I would I would say, well, parade might be aggressive. A banner? I think you put I was going to ask if there was a trophy. I mean, let, how many? There is a trophy. We found that out during cluster. I bet that's on display then. Yeah. Well, if what they are the, win it? the banners inside Target Center? We've got we've got a handful of Lynx championships. We've got retired Malik Seeley. A flip banner. Flip. That's it for Lindsay the Wolves, right? Whalen. The Wolves have two banners, right? Yeah, they have Flip and they have Malik. So they're on, they're like honoring two names who have passed away. Yep. I think you put a banner up. I think you do it. Screw it. Summer League Champions 2019. I said just like a couple of pickup trucks, like with the guys in the back and like a Bluetooth speaker playing like We Are the Champions by Queen. <laughs> Drive that around the Target Center like twice and call it a day. It's just, it's like, it's Naz Reed. <laughs> Naz Reed on the back. It could be, it could be a, it could be a parade of, uh, a parade of Highlanders. 2019 Toyota Highlanders. Or maybe a parade of 2019 Forerunners where you can find at Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard. By the way, if uh, well, I'm sure a lot of you missed this over the weekend, Gerson Rosas was on an NBA podcast and had some interesting things to say about the Timberwolves' new look and their culture. And so we'll play a couple clips of that for you. But in this parade planning, if you had to get a bunch of Tacomas or just a bunch of 
large vehicles that are durable and have good gas mileage. The 2019 Tacoma, 2.9% APR financing for 60 months. You can get a bunch of those reasonably, reasonably priced 2019 Tacoma double cabs. That'll fit a lot of NAS reads in the back of it. $269 a month with just $29.95 down on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. It's a place my family and I have been going to for 30-plus years, and they've been friends of the Mackie and Judd with Rami show for about eight of those years. Well, us for five years, and then going back to uh, Roycey and Mackie. You can support our show by supporting our sponsors. and. 4.40 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download. If you missed it this weekend, Max Kepler did this against Trevor Bauer. Oh, drive to right center field. He gives it a ride back again. Five home runs in his last five at-bats against Trevor Bauer. Unbelievable. <laughs> and it is three to nothing. That little stat there, five home runs in a row against one pitcher, ties the longest streak of home runs in consecutive at-bats against one pitcher with the previous instance occurring in 2003-2004 when Carlos Delgado did it against Jorge Sosa. Before that, you have to go back 40 years when Frank Howard launched five home runs against Bob Henley between 63 and 64, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. The Twins are now sitting at six and a half games above Cleveland in the AL Central. Are you now more comfortable, Twins fans? Hit us up at Score North on Twitter. That's at SKOR North on Twitter. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and Score North mobile app. If you don't have that app, go get it. It's free, and it's awesome. You can listen to us live. You can stream us live. The longer you do that, the more points you rack up to get cool rewards from us because we love you. You can also download, subscribe to all your favorite podcasts. Leave us those sweet, sweet, tasty five-star ratings. And leave those comments telling us how much you love us. It's also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com. Also, we're going to try something fun this week. With We're we're, uh, we're so proud of the Score North mobile app that we want to share it with all of you and uh, give you that one-stop shopping that Rami mentions. So this Thursday, Judd loves happy hour. Mm-hmm. This Thursday, 4 to 6 o'clock, is appy hour. This doesn't mean cheap alcohol, Judd. Calm down. I mean, it could. Or cheap appetizers. I'm waiting to hear this. It doesn't mean cheap appetizers either. That's for me. Appy hour. I just want my beer. Appy hour, 4 to 6, this Thursday. We're going to give away a four-pack of Twins-Yankees tickets. We've got our hands on four Twins-Yankees tickets for July 23rd. That's the Tuesday night game. And all you have to do for your chance to win, is open the Score North mobile app during appy hour between the 4 to 6 window on Thursday. So basically, if you don't already have the app, download the app, register, name and email, and you can download it on Apple or Android devices, and uh, and then you enter to win the Twins-Yankees tickets through Listener Rewards. You just tap a button. Uh, usually it pops up in front of you once you open the app. If you open the app between 4 and 6 o'clock, this Thursday, you'll be entered to win Twins-Yankees tickets. That's your only window this week. That's all you got to do. Do yeah, I get a free app. beer, too, if I do this? I mean, I'll get you a beer. Okay. I'm not going to promise a beer to everybody. You're going to get Judd a beer. I'll get not Judd, whoever I'll, wins this. I'll get Judd a beer. Yeah, you'll I was just Judd curious if I yeah. went to these great lengths to do that. I mean, it sounds fairly simple, but then if I got a free beer, too, I'd really be incentivized. Yeah. Jonathan yeah. played... Oh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I, I, was, uh, I was... Jonathan just texted me since we're in a giving mood right now. Yeah. We have Minnesota United versus Aston Villa tickets to give away. If you Ooh. haven't been to Allianz Field yet and you want to see a top European team come over, one of the top 20, t- 20 teams in Europe, fair to say. Yeah, around. Well, they're back now, right? They're in the Premier League. Yeah. But yeah, so they're, they're, one of, they're one of the most iconic teams in Europe. Yeah. 
Let's give away two pair of tickets to uh, to it's Wednesday night. I think I said tomorrow. Wednesday night. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Callers four and five. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Look at that. We're just in the What do we become right this now. generous? Just giving stuff away. And we're gonna give away Judd's car in the five o'clock hour, actually. It'd be great. Yeah. I like this car. Okay. <laughs> My last car we could have done, I really wouldn't have cared. Judd just walking home. <laughs> Jonathan played the uh the Kepler home run highlight reel again off of Trevor Bauer. Five times in a row he went deep off of Trevor Bauer. Did you see Bauer's response on Twitter. Hilarious. He put together a highlight reel of Max Kepler going back to back to back to back to back on him with the, and then striking him out. And he replayed <laughs> the strikeout like 10 times in slow motion and queued up the Rocky music and said, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. I think maybe. <laughs> that was That's pretty true. good. You know what? That actually, that tweet, self-deprecating, makes me want him in a trade a Even little bit more? more than a couple days ago. He is uh, makes you like him more. Yeah, like you can show a little. He's a little okay. He's got a little personality yeah, to him, something a little sense of yeah. sense of humility. He also can be like cantankerous and unlikable too. Like very the, much. He's a very. Uh, I think he's not going to. I think his deal in life is he's not going to take any crap from anybody. Right. But I think he's fairly funny. I do think he's funny. He, he, I'll give him that because the pushback against him began when a college student, right, came after him on Twitter, and she tweeted something about him, and then he like aggressively came back on Twitter and wouldn't stop. And pe- people are like, "Whoa, whoa, just calm down." And he said, "No." But I think his whole platform is he got picked on in like grade school and high school, and so he's not going to take it, which is sort of odd because obviously you're being trolled and things like that. But I do think that he's he's a smart enough guy that there is some there there. Yeah, that was uh, I don't know. That was that was a pretty epic, like self-reporting tweet. How about right? that? The homering five times and five at bats off a guy. That's amazing. I mean, I don't care who it is. To be honest with you, honestly, if you, I was gonna say if Judd pitched, let's say Danny. Danny's the most athletic yeah. of everyone here at Scoring. Yeah, let's okay? be plausible. Like Danny can probably throw a ball. I'm sure Danny, like in his, if he were to ramp up, could probably throw a ball 85, 90 miles an hour. He's clearly the most athletic guy here. But if you just do like Danny, oh, you're you're going to fight for that. Come debatable. on, just stop. Look at our bodies, man. <laughs> I didn't say it was me. I just said debatable. Look at you right now. That's all I'm saying. I know. Every time, every time he's like, oh, I, got, I can hit home run. <laughs> I'm winning this home run derby Saturday at Target Field. Be there. Five o'clock, Target Field. Can I give you two words quickly? Sure. Accept life. <laughs> just accept life. But here's my question. Like, <laughs> I'm if, winning this derby. If Danny Cunningham, uh-huh. most athletic score northerner, okay? If he were to to face Max Kepler five times, yep. Oh, Kepler it, would go long. Kepler would go yard. Is on it him a five guarantee times. that he yes. would go yard five times? Yes. But it's baseball. Like you pop. It I up, think the answer is no. No. Hit a, hit no. I think the, it's remarkable. Off the wall. Yep. Like I'm, think I'm not, about that. Kepler would hit five lasers off off of him. I'm not saying. But would that. they all go out of the ballpark in fair ter- territory? I don't think they necessarily well, would. Here's another one. Okay, if you watch a home run derby, how many times in a home run That's derby true. does a dude go yard five straight times off of like his uncle? Yeah. Right? I mean, Tatis did a few times, but that was... <laughs> not Tatis. Who am I thinking? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I yeah. got my juniors mixed up. That was just ridiculous, though. That was an anomaly in and of itself, what that guy did in the home run derby. So, yeah, you're probably right. You're pro- If Danny or I were to throw to, uh, to Max Kepler... The two best I athletes on the staff. Love how he tries Be careful to if you, if you peacock here. about being an athlete, you know what happens. Athlete challenge yep. on exactly this place, right. man. You guys should know me well enough by now to know I don't mind embarrassing myself. That's true. That's but, the true. Thing, but the thing about it is you consistently do it and you still talk smack. Yeah, it's funny. That's what makes it funny. No, I, no I think you truly believe in the back of your head there that you do have athletic talent. Like, I don't think no, this the is only, the I only, think there's bravado here. The only athletic talent I still have in my body, I can still throw. 
That's it. I can throw a baseball pretty good. So what happens if you hit five home runs? It's this weekend that you're doing this it. This weekend, Turkey. I'm taking if down TC the Bear and all other comers. What's the celebration that you do if you hit five in a row? The greatest bat toss you've ever seen. I'll reenact Jose Bautista's bat toss when he won the ALDS. <laughs> Better be careful. Twins might charge you. You think TC might charge me? <laughs> Twins <laughs> pitcher might come out and charge you. Trevor May might charge you for that. <laughs> <laughs> how great would it be if you hit? How great would it be if my home run derby appearance this Saturday at Target Field ended in a brawl between me and TC? That'd be great for clicks. So, <laughs> anything oh, for clicks. So while you're there, just do it, Rami. <laughs> anything for clicks. <laughs> Who's going? What do you mean to who film are, it for us? Who, uh, I'm assuming Seth is Seth, Seth going with you. Social media. Yeah, we got to figure that out. We'll yeah. get we'll get someone to because I it feel up. like it. I feel like you might do something. I don't want to say dumb, but would border on entertaining. Oh, chances are I'm doing something dumb. Like if it's Cunningham or something, I'm like, yeah, that might be fun, and, and he'll go deep. But I don't know he does something that you say, oh, I really I'm surprised you did that. You, I think there's a good chance. Oh yeah, for and sure. I'm saying that in a in a. Congratulatory way. I'm, I'm gonna, proud of you. I'm going to do something either impressive or stupid or impressively stupid this Saturday at Target Field. I'll be there. Did you catch that, Jonathan? <laughs> Jonathan, right here. <laughs> Jonathan's like taking notes seriously. More Rami. Uh, would you guys like to hear from Gerson Rosas talking about yes the Minnesota Timberwolves and Carl Anthony Towns? So this was on the Full Forty Eight podcast with Howard Beck, and it was a long sit down. They talked about a number of different subjects, including. Carl Anthony Towns. This is about a two-minute clip here. This is the importance of Carl Anthony Towns. So when you listen to this, think back to the way Tom Thibodeau essentially displaced Towns, ignored his gripes during the offseason last year, and put Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose ahead of a young, budding superstar. Number one, one of, the, one of his best traits is uh, he's passionate about being a legacy player. And by that, I mean he's passionate about Minnesota. He's passionate about the Timberwolves. He's passionate about our ownership group. He wants to have a career where he does something with the Timberwolves in Minnesota that nobody else has ever done before. And that drives me because that forces me to do whatever I can to make sure that we execute on that vision. But uh, he's a very intelligent individual who knows the league. He's had individual success early in his career. And now he's getting to the stage that he understands in order for us to build a winner, we've got to make the little everyday decisions right. Okay, I'm going to pause it real quick. In three years of Tom Thibodeau, did you ever hear him say 30 seconds of empowering things to or about Carl Anthony Towns? Because I don't. No, I don't he, remember did, he didn't. I wasn't here as long as you guys. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. It was always kind of this browbeating, gotta get better, gotta this. It's like, gotta yeah. grind. He said that a thousand and, times. And got, guess what? Gotta grind. Gerson Rosas knows that Carl Anthony Towns has to be better in certain areas too, but it's not about what the, what the truth is in terms of, it's about what's the best way to communicate with Towns to get what you want out of Towns. Judd says it all the time. It's manipulation. Coaching and motivating and trying to get the most out of guys, it's manipulation. And you got to know what's the right button to push. Is this a guy I got to push? Is this a guy I got to be hard on? I got to yell at? Or is this a guy who needs a little bit more of a softer touch? It's all manipulation and knowing what's the best way to manipulate a guy. That's what gives you a foundation to do the big things right. And for him, and it's been a benefit to me, you know, they went all in here a couple of years ago and they had a good year. You know, they were in the playoffs and they got a taste of it. 
Uh, but it was also a lesson to him in terms of if you don't build it right, you won't be able to sustain it. So the value of sustainability is something that echoes with him. It echoes with ownership uh, and it echoes with our fans in our market. He's tied in and values that. And he understands that we're going to have to make some tough decisions today that are going to benefit us in year two, in year three, and in year four. And our reality is not just easy math. This is a player's league. The best players, the most talented players on a team win. Uh, and that's the reality. It's so hard to be in championship contention in the NBA. It's so hard to be in a position. It's why Toronto did what they did, and those guys deserve a ton of credit for that. You have to put yourself in a position to have special players in your program. Um, and the reality is nothing else might matter. Hmm. You know, secondarily, player development, um, how you develop your guys, chemistry and continuity is super important if you want to have success at a high level. But those things reveal the characters and the values in your organization. And that's something that if you want to build a championship organization, you need to have. Golden State did the same thing, and um, they have had a lot of success with that. You know, you can't be picky. Um, you always have to be prepared. Go get the best players, whether they become available in the draft, in free agency, in trades. You always want to be in the conversation. You want to be at the seat, at the table with those level of players because that's what's going to allow you to build a championship organization. We're fortunate here in Minnesota. We've got a guy. So that allows us, and he's a big conduit of being here, and that excites other players and gives them a desire and an interest to be here with us. He's referring to D'Angelo Russell well, in the last all, 15 seconds. And, but, but he's also saying, go get the best players, but he doesn't mean it now because in his perception, and he's probably right, he's got a best player. The problem is what? Jimmy Butler, if this had been a rotisserie basketball league team, fantasy basketball was fantastic. You just add people, it's great. But Jimmy Butler was not a mistake because he's not a great player. He was a mistake because how he and Tibbs envisioned things, right? Which is to ride your best players, to be on them constantly, to say this is 1986 doesn't work. And so, so the last part of what he said is a thousand percent right, which is, and this, and this is the key. And the day that this changes, the Wolves are in trouble. Right now, Towns is the recruiter. You've empowered Towns to empower himself, right? to go get his buddies or a buddy. And and the the conundrum that I think more so than any other sport basketball executives have now is you can't just go get players. Like you can't be like I just traded for this guy and he's going to be fantastic. Cuz guess what? Like it or not, if Cat can't stand the player or the player comes in and rides Cat, it's going to backfire. Look, Carl Anthony deserves a ton of credit because he's the reason why guys want to be here. He's just you know, a special talent, uh, a big who can play in the modern game, can play inside, can play outside. Um, and he's a guy who's unselfish. He just wants to win. You know, he can score, he can create. He's very versatile. And he's the type of player who guys want to play with uh, as a player, as a personality in terms of his value. And, and that gives us a leg up. Uh, on the market. And then you have an ownership group that wants to do the right thing. You have a market and a fan base that are hungry for a winner. Um, and we're putting the resources behind making that a reality. So anytime I have those areas of support, 
you can do anything. You know, you're going to get a lot of no's before you get a yes. But when that yes comes, it's special. We lived it in Houston. Uh, you cannot stop trying. You always have to position yourself to be in a place where you can trade for a guy, where you can sign a guy, where your situation, your environment, your organization is appealing for the right reasons to high-level championship players. I know there's probably people kind of scoff at the Houston references. Well, what has Houston really won? But I think Houston went about it the right way. Let's become the most efficient we can offensively, and let's go hunting for superstars, make an aggressive move for James Harden, make an aggressive move for Chris Paul, and now make another aggressive move for Russell Westbrook. And is that going to be a little oil and water? Probably, but they're just out there looking for aggressive moves to make, and I think Gerson Rosas is is, is going to take that to the Timberwolves. Let me ask you this, because he, he credits Carl Anthony Towns there for, for being buying into and being part of this culture change that, that they're trying to implement with the Wolves. I haven't been here for an offseason, for a Wolves offseason. This is my first one. Is this this Carl Anthony Towns more visible more present going out and recruiting be a little being a little bit more outward is this is this new for him or is is this is this what we've seen from Carl Anthony Towns in the past uh the, the first part of the answer to your question is no Phil when is the last player that you remember the last time that you recall a Wolves player being empowered uh Kevin Garnett <laughs> I mean they tried with Jimmy at first there there was there was a brief period of time there actually michael beasley was pretty empowered for oh, a while. he was he was something he <laughs> was something but yeah pr- probably kg right yeah that's the last time that you actively felt that there was a wolves player going out to other players and his friends and and legally tampering yeah i mean it's it's such a difference from last year just go go back 12 months towns was was getting ripped on by the national media he was getting ripped on by jimmy butler and, and again not that he shouldn't have taken some criticism for not showing up in that Houston series. And like, there's things to criticize, but it's like, if you're going to criticize him, you also have to be watering and nurturing and empowering. And it's just like, he's, he, it's like he spent the last three or four years on the back burners. Like you're just not the priority of the mm-hmm. franchise. It's almost like what the Vikings did a little bit in a less of a browbeating way. You draft Teddy Bridgewater, a franchise quarterback in the first round. Yeah, but we're going to like run a different system and it's going to be Adrian Peterson. And it's like, no, when you get a Bridgewater or you get a Towns, you do everything you can to mold the entire organization around that guy. Because those guys only come around, quarterbacks and star players in the NBA for your franchise, once every 10, 15 years if you're lucky. And so I, I, it's not too late yet. He signed a five-year deal, and it's not too late yet. He's already been, he's proven himself one of the top 20 players in the league. And I think the biggest question now is, can these guys in Gerson Rosas and Ryan Saunders, can they get him to be like a top five or six player in the entire league? And I do think that's the ceiling. It'll be fun to watch. So this is a different Carl Anthony Towns than we've seen before. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, he looks like a free man. I would say he that, that he he has he has spent the last three years or so working hard, but not happy. Yeah, he's been he's been grinding and kind of keeping his mouth shut, and uh, and now it's and now he, it's time to, for him to have the keys. He has never been told before now that Carl, this is your team. Like, there's no question about it. It's not Andrew's team, not even close. This is your team. It's not Jimmy's team. It's not Tibbs' team. I guarantee you that that between Ryan and Gerson, they have told him, this is your team. We need you to play a starring role and also be an executive of some sort to get another guy here with yep. you. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Cram session with our corrupt judge, Jonathan, when we come.